Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 368. We're continuing on Ben Schaefer's book, 10 Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Smart People Make. And he talks about a chinuch that discusses Shana Rishayna. And like we said early on, that this year we're trying to work towards that no matter how long you are married, to make this particular year a Shana Rishayna, because the habits, that the intent of the Chazal to develop the Kesher could be done at any time. And especially if a long time passes by and you're intentional about it, this could actually shape a marriage and transform it and heal it and hit a reset button on it. So he brings the chinuch. The chinuch mitzvah, Tufkov Pebez, talks about the mitzvah, what is the Indian of being Mesameach, his wife, Shanari Shaina. And he says, very important, he uses these Lashainas, Kedelahargal Hateva Ima, to get used to the nature, her nature, to be with her in accordance to her nature, or the hadbikaratzenetzla, and to connect with a will towards her, or lahachnetziura, and to bring into his consciousness her image, the chalpala believe in all her workings of her heart. And here, listen very carefully. Acheyavai etzalateva, until it comes into the, the natural part of the husband. That any type of act or maisa that another woman conducts is strange. By nature, a person desires and loves what he is used to. And then in the Shanabi Shaina, he gets used to his own wife in their own special way and appreciating and loving the way she is in her nature and connecting with her that way. And through that, he'll remove his heart and his ways from any type other woman, and he'll connect to this woman, his wife, that is roy to him in his thoughts. So that the children should be born in the right way. And this brings a lot of chain in front of their creator. So the Seif HaChinuch here is teaching us this Yisoyed, that a person can shape their thoughts and desires, and even what they're attracted to, to habituate themselves to their wife, her ways, becomes the way of a woman. This is the way a woman walks, this is the way she talks. The image of his wife becomes the definition of who uh, Isha is in his eyes, and therefore he will have eyes only for her, because to him she is the only one. This reminds me of the Sukkot David on on Alatayra and Bereshis. He says um, when we say in the Sheva Rachis, the Samech Samech Reimahuvim to Samechecha Kigan Eden Mikedem, like 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 in Gan Eden. And the way the Sukkot David explains it, because in Gan Eden there was only Adam and Chava, there was only one woman, there was no other woman. This was it. And we're davening and we're giving a bracha by the Sheva brachas that a chasen and kala, the way to look at it, and the way the chasen should look at the kala, is it's, it's, it's mamish like before Ganein that there was no uh, uh, billions of women to choose from. There was only one. And that was Chava. Same thing over here. You got married and you chose this kala. This is it. And Hashem gives us the ability to do this, to program our brains Desire is not the etzem, the, et, the, the kayach of desire doesn't change, but what you desire is tully in you. And 
He explains very important the how why this is roy lakach. He brings down proofs from all through generations. The idea of what beauty is changes from generation to generation through history. So in the he explains very interesting and it's true that many civilizations early on when people barely had enough to eat, so therefore if you had an abundance of food, that was only available to the wealthy people, the powerful people. So in many cultures. Being fat, being overweight, was a sign of wealth. A person, a man was heavy, that was a badge of honor. It was a sign of wealth. He had food. A heavy woman, also desirable. The larger, the more desirable. He brings, it seems strange to me, but he says there's an African king in those days that wouldn't marry a woman until she was so heavy that she couldn't walk. Then she was fit for the king. Again, that's a shtickle warped, acknowledge that. But you see, in societies in those days, the, a heavier person, that was a sign of status, of power, of wealth, and of beauty, even in a woman. The heaviness was considered attractive. It's strange to us to hear. These days, it's the opposite, extreme slim. That's what we find attractive. It's not intrinsically attractive. Now, the truth is, is what he's saying has to be taken a little bit with a grain of salt, because obviously Hashem created it where there's a certain healthy type of a weight where someone's overboard overweight it it affects your health and it affects your the way you look to become less attractive this is there's nothing you can't deny that um but but the extreme slimness the, the obsession is unhealthy and but but you see how it changes in terms of society skin color the same thing um in 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 the the 18th century they used to paint women used to paint their skins white um, and, and, and in many cultures, they used to carry these umbrellas in the sun to protect them from the sun because the sun darkens their skin. And the peasants used to work in the fields with no protection under the sun, so the skin would grow tan and dark. So pale skin color was considered a sign of wealth, a sign of high class, a sign of beauty. And today it's the opposite. People run to tanning places or they go to get tans and they get darker and that's, that's beautiful. So we see that attractiveness in a, in a large, to a large extent is a very learned state. It's an interesting story he brings, fascinating, that a person, he gives a, a, an example. Let's say his parents are Chabad Shaluchim and they, they, they're in China. Okay, and this guy grew up there. He was born there. Every woman he sees had straight black hair, small and almond-shaped eyes. Right now he's eighteen, ready for shidduchim. He gets sent to yeshiva in America to learn, and then he's presented with a shidduch, and he says, "What?" And he and he gets presented with a shidduch, and he's like shocked. He says, "What do you mean? This person has, 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 has blonde hair and, and larger eyes and, and tall? What, what is this?" She, he's not used to it. That's not what he saw. What a woman was. So a lot of it is um, subjective. You know, that is really the idea. You know, in American culture, you're used to that type of woman. In the Mexican culture, that type of, they like, they find attractiveness a different type of attractiveness. For them, a tall woman would be not not as attractive or not looking, um, you know, a, a Latino or whatever it is, is, is not attractive to them. So a lot is a learned skill. And Shandari Shaina, what it does is, if you use it the right way, is that her beauty, her unique essence, her unique beauty, her unique personality becomes his idea by learning to appreciate her and love her, that this is what a woman is and unique to him. And 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 and, and that is what it is. 
and that is what it is, and that creates a tremendous kayach to keep the ma- uh, 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 the marriage lasting and strong and powerful and beautiful. This is a Gemara he brings down from Masech the Saita, Daf Mem Zayin Abad Aleph, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Chayin Isha Abayla. A woman is gifted that she has a certain chayin, a certain grace in her husband's eyes. And Rashi says, Tamid Abayla. It's, it's always with her husband this favor, this favor, this chayin of, of, of the woman, of his wife in his eyes. Even if she's objectively not attractive, she is beautiful in his eyes. There's a special chayin that a wife finds in her husband's eyes, whether objectively she may not look attractive technically per se, Hashem gives her a special chain in her husband's eyes. This is one of the reasons, most probably, why the Beis Hill says that you always say, Kala the chasuda, no matter what the Kala objectively may appear, but because she is chaviv to her husband. And... The Sefer Chinech explains this concept. It's in the hands of a person to train himself. His heart is in his hands on everything he desires. It's not just a possibility. It's part of the system that works. This actually helps, by the way, in general, of not to covet, not to desire something that belongs to another person. So the question everyone asks, how does the Torah command me to, to, to not to feel a natural emotion? If I see a beautiful car, a beautiful house, I want it. So, 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 how do you do this? So, what he doesn't say in the safer, what's what what some people the way they touch it is, is that it's okay, or, or or at least it's more natural to desire a beautiful car, a beautiful house, but it bothers you that it belongs to him and not to me. That's the issue. That he has it bothers you. That you could uproot. We ha- if you want your own beautiful car, you turn to the Rabbi Shalom and ask for it, or ask for the house, or whatever it is. But the fact that your friend has it, that's what you have to uproot. But he goes a little deeper. He goes a little deeper. He brings the Ebenezer that says that most mitzvahs are to straighten out a person's heart, which means that the, mitzvahs are, the, the mitzvah of not being jealous is really, the idea is, is not to be jealous, not to judge people, not neighbors, uh, 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 in a negative way, to judge them favorably, to love our fellow men, not to hate us, them in the heart, not to be a grudge. All these things shape our thoughts. That's what the chinuch means, that it's within our ability to control our thoughts and desires. Desires itself are not easy to control. Control. It's not easy to restrain. But what we, we, desire, what we desire is in our control, and we could change that. And that is why, and listen very carefully, when you're in your 20s, you don't think about this much. But when you're 30s and 40s, as you're aging, you could, you could train your mind uh, that your attraction to your husband, to your wife, grows and grows stronger and stronger and more powerful as they age, is as the wrinkles have come on. And as you're not the same, looking the same, your attraction grows and gets stronger and stronger. It's a matter of a mindset. Because Hashem wants marriages to succeed and He gave us the tools to connect. And one of them is attraction. And Hashem gave this chen of a woman on her husband that could last, not just, doesn't say chen al-bala only when she's 25, only when she's 30. No. Chen al-bala when she's 30, 40, 50, all the way in 70, 80. You see, um, I've seen witnesses to this that, 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 even women in their 70s and they're married, they, they, they 
care about their appearance and they feel pride in it and there's a certain attraction and pull, even if technically the physical desire is not so strong naturally, but it is something that you train your mind and your heart to do. The chen al is there consistently and constantly. So that is a very, very important thing. He brings an interesting uh, anecdote in general. He talks about a case where a, a, a husband and wife, again, they're getting ready for a, for, for a wedding. They want to leave the house at 7.30, and she's getting ready, and she's being delayed, and it's frustrating the husband. It's already 7, 7.10, 7.15. Finally, she comes out at 7.25 or 7.30, even 7.35, an hour later, and he, he is frustrated. But what he overlooks during that time, it's, a, it's an opportunity to overlook that, and she spends an hour looking nice and looking beautiful, which is important to her. A wise husband would comment on that. You look great. I love that dress. You look fantastic. This is wonderful. You forget in your frustration. Now, about the timeliness and everything, you could have a discussion a different time about it. We discussed about talking openly in healthy ways about what, you know these type of things, um, and discuss it, you know, so that's fine, and that's what we're going to talk about, but not now. This is a very important thing, by the way. If, let's say, this is a chronic issue about getting ready, and sometimes it's a very important wedding that you really should be there on time, so you can have those separate discussions at separate times in a healthy way. But now when this is happening, you you overlook it and, and remove that frustration and remember that a, women need to feel beautiful for themselves and the, his wife especially, and not looking at it from your own perspective, but look at her from her perspective. It's taking her long, because you see that even organized, structured women, sometimes it takes them long when it comes to these things of taking care of their appearance, because they need to feel attract, attractive. It's part of their essence. It's, 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 that's why when the beauty industry is $500 billion per year on beauty products, it's because it's very important. It's not just the shtus. It is intrinsically important. So when you tell your wife, this looks beautiful, your dress looks beautiful, you look great, it helps her, it helps him, it helps the marriage, and it's good advice. And it's very, very important. What's important to understand that even Tzenuim Erlicha women, they dress nicely. It has nothing to do with being trying to be attractive for other men. That's the last thing on their heads. They like to look attractive for themselves. They like to look attractive for other women. Nothing to do with men. There's something people don't understand. They think automatically men have this thing in their heads that any time a woman tries to dress nicely by a wedding or by this or by that, it's always to try to attract another gender. This is a false aspect most of the time. With Sinuim, with Erlicha people, they dress nicely because they want to look good for themselves and they want to look good for other women. They take pride in the way they look. They want admiration from other women who know what really look good means and they, they, they need that. So now, a wise woman would try to understand that the idea is, is not that's not the goal to look nice for other women, but to look nice for their husbands. That's a separate issue. That's not part of our discussion today. But that is an important nakuda that a wise wife, that's Erlich, that's a Yerei Shamayim, is an important thing for her to understand that just as much as effort as she takes to look beautiful on the outside, she has to do her best to try to look beautiful for her husband in the inside or wherever he, she is going with her husband. 
So that is indeed very important. But but a, a, a husband also, when he needs to pay attention to his wife's styles, makes a, no difference whether it's his particular taste or not, but he needs to show her, I appreciate the way you look. And especially just Agav, that if he, uh, if you see she's dressing up to cover him, she has to, he has to, he needs to express his akarasatayf to her for doing so. So the key, though, is is that no matter how a woman looks, amidas are more important. This is something for men to know when they're going out in shaduchim, what to focus on primarily. There needs to be an attractiveness too, no question about it. She has to look appealing to him. That's true, but the midas is is primary. Pam used to talk about it a lot, and a woman needs to know for herself too. And 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 this is an essayan for women who are very beautiful and very good looking. It's a tremendous nisayan because people, even the women, not just men, are affected by her beauty or her charm, her charisma or whatever it is, and she doesn't realize in her thing because she relies on those type of things that she could destroy her marriage by using her tongue or by trying to control her husband or consistent criticism. So if a beautiful woman does not work on her midas, it's tremendous disaster for herself and for whoever she's going to marry. You're, you could ruin, it's very, it's a big Nisayan, just like it's a Nisayan when, a, when, when, when a, a woman feels she's not attractive, and that's a Nisayan. To be exceptionally beautiful is a tremendous Nisayan as well. This deserves, by the way, separate shiurim. I like to hear feedback on this because this is a big, big subject. It's a big subject on many, many aspects. There are people that are not happy with their appearance. I'm not talking about even if we're talking about, let's say someone is eating properly, watching their weight, and, and they're doing everything and putting on proper makeup or by the men dressing nicely, but they feel very uh, um, negative about their own self-appearance. They feel they're not, they don't look attractive or they're quote-unquote ugly, whatever that means. And then there's the opposite test of people that are exceptionally good-looking, beyond, for both on the uh, men's side and the women's side, that creates a tremendous amount of nisyonis, and it is a burden. And it gets them to overlook things. And, and it's a separate subject that really, really does deserve separate full shiurim to understand how to go about those type of nisyonis and to have the right hashkafa about them, because it can, can make a person go in a tailspin and, and really, really um, uh, ruin their lives if they don't have a proper perspective. But the idea is, with any, any wife, it's very important. When they go out, she should dress up for him. If they go out on these dates together, they go out specially, or they're by a, a vacation and they decide they're going out in a fancy restaurant to dress nicely for my husband. Make it like it like you're going out to a nice chasana, to put on nicer clothes, the makeup, the shaitl, everything to look good. He also should look good. That we talked about too. It's a two-way street. He should look good too. And he should appreciate her efforts, compliment the way she looks. And, and, and because attraction is not just for the beginning of the marriage, not just for the infatuation stages. Don't think that just because you hit 30 or 30-something, it's not important anymore. A lot of people make this mistake. Wives make this mistake. Husbands make the mistakes. Wives especially, sometimes they just let go. After having two, three kids, and after being in their 30s and mid-30s, they just let go completely. And it's a mistake. Through their entire married life, they need to work on that. And I would even, trying to reshine a campaign, would do that just for our own sakes to take care of our bodies better, to 
uh, watch our weight better, exercise, and just do everything we can to make ourselves as attractive as possible to our husbands and to our wives. And this is a very, very important tool for marriage. Um, so <clears throat> the side of this is, again, the Shana Rishina concept that works overall for the whole marriage, no matter how long you're married, is to work very hard to connect with your wife, to understand her habits, and to connect with that, her, her will and her personality, and to really truly connect with that, and to appreciate it. And then we talked a lot about attraction, about physical appearance, and, and, and working towards using that the right way. And we touched upon, though we didn't discuss it yet, but it's a tremendous Nisayan, and it's a big, big subject to talk about how a person's view on physical appearance, when someone looks feels that they're ugly or that they're overly, excessively beautiful, that creates Nisayanis, that we really should talk about more about as Hashem, and that Midas are the most important character, and how to cope with these type of things is very, very important. And to, to, to dress up for their husbands is very important, and to, for the husbands to appreciate um, their wife when they, do their, what they, when, they, when they do dress up, and understanding it's coming from a healthy perspective, generally speaking. And it's important to not quash it, but to nurture it and direct it in the right way. Bracha and atzlacha.